Soy culpable de mi pelo rizo y de mis labios gruesos. Si ser negro es un crimen, llévenme preso. Mientras no haya justicia, la ley nunca tendrá peso. Habrá violencia siempre que la opresión justifique. Bienvenidos a Radio Menea, y'all. I'm Miriam Sorla Perez. And I'm Vero Valletti Flores, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week, we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week, we are bringing you a roundup of some of our recent favorite new music. Yeah, it's been a minute since we brought you some new music because recent events have really, truly taken front and center yeah. on the podcast over here. But we wanted to take some time to tell you a few of the things that we've been into this week, which this song, for example, <laughs> does have to do with recent events. This is Rafa Pavón, and the song is called Sin Aire. Yo no perdono ni tampoco olvido. Mancharon de sangre el uniforme azul marino. Justicia para George Floyd, derechawing asesino. Levanta las manos. Tiene derecho a guardar silencio. Todo lo que haga o diga en este punto no importa. Porque tu color de piel acaba de confesar el crimen. Well, this is clearly in response to what's happening right now. And the video you should go check out yeah. is very much in response. Yeah, yeah, y'all should check it out. So Rafa Pavón is a Puerto Rican Urbano artist. He's black. Um, and I am I think we probably brought him before, but I'm not actually sure. But he came out with this song in response to the uprisings that have been happening around the world, stemming around George Floyd's murder at the hands of the police. And um, I mean, it's... A really, I, I think it's just really important to have people talking about this issue, like police violence and specifically racialized police violence, um, and making art about it that is in Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, so I was really excited to see this. I think it's really powerful. It's really good. Um, and uh, he sort of like speaks about like from his perspective and his experience. And um, and I think it's one of the things that I've seen. Um, in the last like this sort of like round of protests like big uprisings against police violence is that there's a lot more resources to talk about this in spanish with your families and mm -hmm. um, yeah and all of that which has been really really dope yeah. um and it's just it's so important yeah. to, to address that so i i was really excited to hear this Yeah, I know Fabi from Latinos Who Lunch, like they did a whole roundup of um, resources in Spanish for talking to your families about anti-blackness and racism. Um, so you can check that yeah. out. I think it's probably saved on the Instagram stories for Latinos Who Lunch. Um, so that's one place to look. He collected a ton of resources that were in Spanish. It's so, so fucking dope. And I have to say, like, I mean, this is really long-term work and I've sort of been like tweeting about this. This is like, you know, I've been like doing like protesting <laughs> police and state sanctioned violence for like a very, very long time. Right. So like it took me a minute to realize that these were sort of different, you know, yeah. um, I was speaking with my um, my colleague yesterday and she's like, you know, like last week I was like, this feels different. I was like, I, and I was not there. I was like, here we go again. Like, this is important. Here we are. But like, it took me a minute to be like, no, this is actually different. Yeah, um, it's different. And one of the things that I've noticed is 
that over the time that I've been speaking with my parents, I think that, you know, it's really made a big difference how they've received these uprisings, yeah. right? It's really made a difference. Like the, over the years, all the conversations that I've had with them about race and about anti-blackness and about police violence and all that stuff. You know, like I said, I've been doing work, you know, we're, Perez and I met doing um, activist work. Mm -hmm. And so we've been like doing a lot of this stuff for a minute. And um, I've just like really been seeing it bear fruit. Yeah. Like I like the other day I was literally talking to like my whole white ass dad. Like my dad was born and raised in Venezuela, but his family were Italian immigrants. Mm -hmm. But like he was like talking to a Colombian lady who was like, about anti-blackness like calling her out and like he was like telling me about it i was like who are you like this is wild you know like it's a wild to me that like she that he was like you know calling that shit out and it's it's just been like i've just been so um so amazed at what uh what like over the years having conversations with my parents about these kinds of issues have meant for how they received these uprisings yeah and um it's just been so so cool so cool and I've I don't know like I think that even though times are really hard and you can probably hear and you will hear throughout this episode sirens in the background because my windows are open Mm -hmm. and, and like that's what Brooklyn sounds like right now but um but it's even though it seems so chaotic I just I feel very I don't know. I just feel like really happy right now. Like I've just been geeked out ever since I got the news that the Minneapolis city council, like after like being backed into a wall by organizers, right. Cause this is because of the organizers, not because of the politicians committed to disbanding the Minneapolis police department. Like yeah. I'm just completely blown away that like I might be able to experience the beginning of police abolition in my lifetime. Yeah. I never thought that that would happen. I mean, there's no way to look at this moment and not be like black lives matter has worked. Like that movement has been so incredibly effective, even just in the way that it shifted the the conversation um, and the, the like political possibilities so far to the left. And also just like we were talking right before we got on, like, the kind of people and the kind of institutions that are speaking out in this moment, it's like so bananas. I'm like, I got a fucking email from Best Buy about Black Lives Matter. Like, what the fuck? You know, like, like, yo, it's wild. Yeah. Like right before this, we were talking about babynames.com. Right. Right. Like, right. Babynames.com, like put up like names of all these people, all these black people who have been murdered by police officers. And we're like, these were somebody's baby. Yeah. Like, OK, babynames.com. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. So it's wild, you know, I think that we, and obviously there's still so much suffering and like the wins that we're seeing and the shifts we're seeing have been on the backs of black folks who have been continued to be um, facing so much violence and also on the front lines of the, of these protests. Right. And like, of really like putting their lives on the line to make this possible. So I don't want to be like flipping about that, but like, damn, this moment is different. Like the people who are waking up, it's different. Um, and so I think there is some hopefulness in that as much as we can, we can find it that, yeah, I was, I mean, the Minneapolis thing, I was like, wait, what? Like, really? Like, fuck, you know, like, that's incredible. I know. It's incredible. I know. I was just beside myself. And the fact that it happened on Prince's birthday, I'm <laughs> not going to say Prince had something to do with it, but I'm also not going to say he had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Yeah. 
pretty incredible. So, so yeah, it was important to, you know, we have not been doing business as usual at this podcast for the last few months because life is not business as usual anymore. Um, but we did want to take a moment to come back to, um, just talking about some of the music that's been released during this time, some of which is political, some of which isn't, because this is actually our last episode before we're going to take a kind of early summer break, partially because I'm in the process of moving and I have to go back to DC and wrap up my life. And that's a lot of work, particularly during COVID. So um, I just, I need some time. And then we just try to take a break every summer to give ourselves a chance to do some behind the scenes stuff and just to like, um, you know, descansar and, and re- restart um, in we're going to come back in August so this is our last new episode before that pause yeah yeah and you know we usually take a, a, a summer break and this is I think we could really use the time to recoup after what's been like a really <laughs> really wild time yeah you know of course so and you know we're it's these breaks that we have are breaks from making new content for you all but we'll be on social media and we'll mm -hmm. be you know tramando cositas para mm -hmm. ustedes cuando regresen mm -hmm. you know? exactly yep yep and we'll be putting some reruns in the feed so you'll have a chance to catch up on one of our I think we are we're up probably to like close to 200 episodes at this point with uh, between the many ethos and the full length episodes so we got a oh lot God. I know it's wild <laughs> we got a lot of content so we will continue to show up in your feeds every couple weeks and and make sure that you've we've got some music to keep you going yeah for sure if you're going on a road trip this summer you know driving is one of the safer things mm -hmm. that you can do to travel like just start from the pilot episode don't judge our sound <laughs> no 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 <laughs> Don't judge. We're completely DIY. We learned how to do this ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got a lot of content for you. Um, I should go back. I'm going to be driving, doing another 24 hour drive from DC to Austin with all of my plantitas and a little car. And I should, maybe I should go back to the oh. archive. Yeah. My friends did actually yeah. for my birthday, um, really sweetly shout out to Annie and M. They organized a birthday zoom for me and they asked people who showed up to, to come up with a song for a, my playlist for driving, which was really cute to see like my friends. A lot of them felt intimidated because obviously I have a podcast about music, <laughs> but there was That's a lot so of Prince cute. Royce on the podcast, on the playlist. Not surprising. Um, not surprising. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. That was a really sweet, it was a really sweet idea from them. So thanks y'all for doing that. So very sweet. It was very cute. Yeah. Yeah. And Veto showed up, which was sweet. She's not a big fan of social zooming, but she did it for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you. Yeah. So. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. There were some cute babies. It was sweet. Um, so, okay. So my first pick for this new music episode is by a Radimenea fave that we actually talked about last week, which is Los Racas. And they have a new song out called Gasolina. Let's take a listen. De hace rato la tengo en la mira Estaba enrulando con sus tres amigas No le importa nada con nadie Lo prendemos en la calle Smoking on gas, smoking on gas, smoking on gasolina Smoking on gas, smoking on gas, smoking on gasolina Smoking on gas, smoking on gas, smoking on gasolina Shakira, toda la que le da lista, voy 
ellas conmigo se excitan. Fumo como Wiz Khalifa, ya saca por los favores. Le voy a subir la tarifa. De hace rato la tengo en la mira. Estaba enrolando con sus tres amigas. So yeah, I love Los Racas, and I'm not mad about a new gasolina. <laughs> I, yeah, new gasolina. I mean, bold. yeah, I like the original. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm still, I'm still here for Daddy Yankee's version, but, um, but this one has a really different vibe. <laughs> it's a really different vibe. Yeah, 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 definitely. A little more different, chill, more Latin trap vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think of it? I know you're a fan of Los Racas. Yeah, I do like Los Vacas. It's a it's a nice song. It's like a very like chill. Mm-hmm. Like I can see it having it on at a kickback. Mm-hmm. You know, one day when those happen again. One day when those happen again, right? Um, <laughs> my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My release radar on Spotify really did me good this time because it's been a minute, um, and um, there were a lot of stuff. There were a lot of things. Um, on it that I was excited to see including this and it, this was one of the ones when I was listening through the playlist a couple times like I came back to it you know so it's like it's mm. it's one of those mm-hmm. that kind of hits like a little slower but then I'm like oh yeah this song yeah so I like that I like a sort of like a slower party song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it's just like a nice it's like a vibe mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah I, I believe in that yeah and at first I was like oh is this going to be somehow connected to political situation but I don't think it is <laughs> don't think it is yeah no it's just it's just a nice like joy song and you know i think that that's amazing too yeah i feel that one of the things in moments of um great political upheaval at least one thing that happens to me i won't speak to everybody but for me i i get so wrapped up in trying to be useful Mm. and i think that um that gets wrapped up in my ego mm. about like how important it is that I be involved. Mm. And it's like, bitch, you're not that important. Right. Like also moreover, like you are more useful to the movement when you're not like sick and haggard mm-hmm. and sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you will be doing better work if you are taking care of yourself yeah. Yeah. and the world will go on. There's like thousands of people on the streets. There's many, many people that are with us that are doing what needs to happen. Like, you know, I feel like sometimes I get so wrapped up and like, I need to do everything and I need to do all I can that, um, it's easy for me personally, at least to get wrapped up in a moment and to see, to have like songs that are just about joy and about, uh, celebration and about chilling out. It's, it's so important. And, one of the things that I did this weekend, this weekend I didn't go to any protests. I just took care of my shit mm-hmm. and I like on Friday night, like had a drink and danced. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I do uh, do a lot of like dancing alone in my apartment. That's not new to the pandemic. Although, you know, it's now the only dancing that I do mm-hmm. is alone in my apartment. But like um, one of the ways that I react and I think you and I are similar in this way, mm-hmm. but is that, reacting to sadness or difficulty is I just eliminate music. I'm not mm-hmm. a person that's like, I'm sad. I'm going to listen to sad music. Yeah. I just like stop listening to music. Yeah. 
um, which uh, I, you know, like I had done, I was just like so like upset about the world and everything that I was not listening to music and I listened to music and danced around and I just like felt like just such a wave of relief and in my body Mm. and like just I was just like wow I'm really learning about myself in this moment that this is actually very important to me and my well-being you know and um so I really appreciate songs like this I really appreciate songs that like they you know joy is a, a very very important part of our humanity and uh that's what we're fighting for right so i'm for it yep yep and especially for black artists i feel like there's no um there's no obligation to speak to this moment like people get to to do what they want to do and what fills them you know there's not like a um a burden on folks to have to speak to this moment if they don't want to yeah for sure so what's your next pick for this new music episode so my next pick, even though I just got done talking about how everything doesn't have to be a protest song, is also a protest song. <laughs> <laughs> not that surprising coming from you. I do have you. one song that isn't. Yeah. I do have one song that isn't. But this one is not that song. Yeah. <laughs> this song is called Freaky and it's by Medio Piki and Adrián Igual. Hola, hola, hola. Estamos en la lista. Diego Adrián, medio piqui. Somos los DJ, déjanos pasar. Vengo con 10 amigues y todo el flow. Esto se puso friki. Friki, friki, friki. Friki, 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 friki. Friki, 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 friki. Friki, 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 friki. Esto se puso friki. Friki, 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 friki. Llegaron los usos y los chichigan Esta es la Maigara y 2012 K La fiesta pa' adelante y a veces pa' atrás Yo estoy en la mesa y tengo la pata Suena el reggaetón que la gente va a bailar Porque suena prende, porque está zarpa Porque ellos lo bailan, turquía en perrear Por, Porque ellos lo cantan, no se pelan, si se pelan Llegaron los pacos con sus bombas por doquier Yo no acepto ni una, pero les devuelvo siete Fuerte, mi número es la suerte Siete, no te aguantes, solo vente Fuerte, como un terremoto grado Nueve, no te pares, solo muévete porque aquí no hay más leyes Solo tengo y chile Freaky, freaky, freaky Freaky, 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 freaky Freaky, freaky, freaky Freaky, 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 freaky You're a medio picky stan, I think. <laughs> I am a medio picky fan. I swear to God, like, just everything that, that, like, he puts out, I'm just like, yep, checks out. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, medio picky, if you uh, don't remember from our last episode, is a producer based out of Dominican Republic. And uh, I've just loved, like, everything that he's been doing. Like, in the last year, he's just put out so many cool things. Um and uh, Adrián Igual, this song is featuring Adrián Igual, who's, you know, like a frequent collaborator, Chileno. And I think that we brought collaboration by them together last summer called Si La Calle Bota Fuego. Mm. That was my jam. Yeah, that was good. Summer. That was good. So good. But yeah, this is another protest song, you know, like arts for the art for the times. You love to see a fucking protest dembo, you know? Mm-hmm. I just like love the idea of like shaking my fucking ass to songs about protests. It's like 
everything that I want yeah. in the world. It's why the perreo combativo really spoke to me right. Right. <laughs> last year. Yeah. I was like, this is beautiful. I really want more of this. Yesterday, I was going around in my apartment thinking about all of the police officers from Minneapolis who are going to lose their jobs and listening to the song version of the viral clip of the woman saying, you about to lose your job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you about to lose your job, like dancing around my apartment, thinking about like people packing up their desks. <laughs> I'm just like, just an abolitionist dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm excited to see what comes next. Like what, what they do instead, you know, like how this actually plays out. I think it's, yeah, it's a potential to be like a real model for what, what we do you know yeah and I mean I think that so here's the thing a lot of people who like are just hearing about abolition for the first time aren't don't you know like aren't aware that there's been decades and decades of people trying to create different systems of accountability and safety mm -hmm. in their communities that right you know there's so many different models out there and so many different things that it's not like we're just like diving into like holy shit we don't know what a world without police can look like it's like first of all, like it's happened before the police hasn't always existed. And second, like there's been a lot of people who've been thinking about this for a very long time. And there's a lot of models and a lot of things to do. And like, also there's going to be a lot of mistakes, mm -hmm. right? Like we can't expect this process to be like, Oh, we're going to get the solution right away. Like there's going to be so, this is going to be a lot of work. It's going to be so many mistakes. It's going to be a lot of stops and starts and that's okay. Right. Yeah. I think that, movement and you have to like fail fast to learn fast you know what i mean yep. and i think that movement towards liberation is better than like total stagnation in a place of violence and harm yeah right so i think that when when inevitably we come across limitations to the systems that we come up with the first time around mm -hmm. we'll just you know keep it moving learn from it and keep it moving i think that we are often especially with in liberatory movements who have so much burden to like get things right the first time. And like, mm -hmm. that's just so unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And so I, that's one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot. Like, you know, we can't expect whatever the next system that is going to be in place in Minneapolis to be a panacea, right? Like they're going to, these organizers are brilliant and they're smart and they've been, um, in contact with people that have been doing this work for decades and also it's going to be hard. Right. So I think that we need to like get, leave room for failure and, um, and learn from it and keep it moving. It's a very, very exciting time. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool to see the, some of the council people acknowledging that like the attempts at reform just failed, you know, they were like, we, we tried these things in response to the last time, you know, these kinds of thing happened and it just failed. So we have to do something more drastic, you know, because that's often it's where it goes. just completely amazing to me. Yeah. It's completely amazing the ways that black organizers have completely changed the narrative and moved the conversation so, so far. I beside myself I'm so proud of my comrades I like n you know love and and I'm friends with some of the people that are at the forefront of these movements and I am just like I could cry you know I'm mm. so proud of them mm.
Yeah, it's beautiful. And there's like still a lot of work to be done, especially in other places that have not and responded. There's so much work left way. to do. Yep. Yep. So we're going to take a brief pause to talk to you about the sponsor for today's episode. Hey, y'all. We want to talk to you really quick about Planned Parenthood's telehealth services. We know that it's a really weird time with a pandemic and with, you know, protests and everything. But the fact is that sexual and reproductive health often can't wait. And right now, Planned Parenthood has their telehealth services all set up. Yeah. So if you check out the link in the show notes, you can go and see what um, telehealth services are available to you in your area and even make an appointment online. But it um, gives you a secure and private way to talk to a Planned Parenthood um, provider about things like birth control, STI testing and treatment, emergency contraception, and other sexual um, health care needs that you might have. So you'd be surprised at how much you can do via telehealth and what kind of support you can get um, without even having to go to a provider and you know help to minimize your risks of contracting COVID-19. Yeah, so you can get care, just ease your mind, save yourself a trip, and make an appointment with the Planned Parenthood Telehealth. It should be super easy to reach somebody in your area by phone, by video. And the website, once again, is plannedparenthood.org slash telehealth. Even in times like this, when there's so many things that are on our minds and our priorities, um, this kind of these kind of healthcare questions can still get addressed. So check it out, y'all. All right, back to our regularly scheduled programming. So this next one is my pick, um, and I'm really excited about it. Um, let's take a listen. It's called Carita de Inocente. It's a remix, and it's Prince Royce and Mike Towers. Si te digo que te amo, que tu amor me tiene enfermo, te aproveché con más ganas, me das lo que quiero. Aunque te vendas como ángel, oficial tiene esos trucos, y es por eso que hace tiempo yo no duermo solo. Es que me enamoró, con su carita de inocente ya me enamoró. Es una diabla bien vestida, ya me enamoró. Hace todo lo que pide, ya me enamoró. Te digo que te amo, que tu amor me tiene enfermo Te aproveché con más ganas, me das lo que quiero Aunque te vendas como ángel, oficial tiene esos trucos Y es por eso que hace tiempo yo no duermo solo Ya yo no duermo solo oh, oh, oh. Es un demonio hecho mujer, tenía novia y me dejé sin pensarlo Like a lot of feelings about Prince Royce. Um, 
including <laughs> that I love his bachata and also that I've like struggled with some of the stuff he's done in more recent years in trying to do crossovers and collaborations and like I just feel like a lot of the things he's done haven't just haven't hit the mark for me so I was excited about this because I think the song was great the original that came out on his album that we talked about I think was great um, and then I felt like this did what I want from a remix which is like preserve what's great about the original but then add a whole new layer that makes it exciting and new and so I feel like Mike Towers and his um, kind of the, the interludes and the ways in which he adds to the song I think is like an exciting kind of crossover and brings in some of his more um, like rap trap kind of voice, but still um, blends it with this bachata that like I love, love, love. So I was really excited about this. Yeah. And Mike Towers is the bachata artist in this. Yeah. Bachata Mike Towers. I'm feeling it. Yeah. I'm feeling it. Yeah. But he like brings something different to it. Right. Like, so yeah. 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 Um, yeah he's a Puerto Rican rapper. I don't think we brought him to the show. Have we? I'm not sure. I have haven't. We? Maybe. I like Mike Towers a lot, but I also wasn't super impressed with his latest album. I was really rooting for him, but I was just like, you know, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't like I wasn't like super impressed by it. Yeah. But I, I like him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Generally. He's not somebody that was on my radar until this. Um. So. Um, so yeah, I'm like, okay, Royce, like this is, this is good. Like keep going, you know, like, like these are the kind of collaborations, like don't lose your your essence like don't lose the bachata like that's what you bring to the table like how can you marry that with other people's um voices and approaches like that's what i get excited about you know yeah for sure i think mike towers is really well in here i like it yeah i hope that we can dance bachata again oh my god i know like remember when i dj'd like queer bachata dance nights what (laughs) i know what i was reading an article the other day in the new york times about like all these epidemiologists got together and it was like how long you know, before we would do x think, y and z mm-hmm. yeah we'll do x y and z i'm like who's this epidemiologist who's never gonna get a haircut again <laughs> like, yeah there's one like person who's like never like, i'm never <laughs> doing this again yeah and it's like you're never gonna get a haircut again <laughs> just because you're an epidemiologist doesn't mean you're not like don't have your own like mental health struggles you know what i mean like just <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I was like, you're wilding. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I like people cannot have... wait to like exchange body fluids. <sighs> like, I fuck know. this. It's so intense. Like, I'm just like all the way to like, you know, I'm ready to be super fucking gross when we have a vaccine. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm about to go back to DC and like pack up my life. And like, you know, I've lived there for over a decade and all told, but like the last like seven or eight years in my, that one apartment of so many friends and like, I'm going to do some like socially distant, like come say goodbye to me in the yard with a mask on thing. But it's like, I can't hug people goodbye. You know, it's just so weird. The whole thing's so weird. And then I'm like, I literally don't know when I'll see you again because like I'm traveling because I have to, but I'm not going to be traveling, you know, anytime soon until things are different. So it's bananas. The whole thing is really wild. And but I will say that my partner has actually gotten really good at cutting my hair. She does a really good fade. I'm really like grateful for that. Cause it's hard. It's hard out there when you're used to getting your hair cut every month. And like there's barbershops open yeah. here now, but I don't think it's worth the risk. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like I'm going to go to the dentist and when I'm back in DC, cause like I have some dental issues and like that's worth taking a risk, but getting my hair cut doesn't feel like it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're all like, operating with different levels of risk Mm -hmm. and operating with different levels of priorities and all sorts of shit, you know? Yep. For sure. So it's like all the decision making is so individual. 
So what's your last new song for this episode? My last new song is called Un Grito Encerrado, and it's by Edgar Mondragón. Let's take a listen. Exactly a protest song, but like I feel like Un Grito Encerrado is like you know a feeling that I've had mm-hmm. <laughs> like a little bit right, <laughs> these last few months. <laughs> but this is good. Edgar, Mondrag- Edgar Mondragon is a producer and sort of an experimental artist based out of Mexico, and I can't remember how I got put on. Maybe Richard from Song Mess um, put me on, and um, I just really like this. It's like it's very on the, the wavelength that I'm at right now. And, and I really appreciate tracks that don't really have a lot of uh, lyrics and vocals also for just like working. I think that, that um, it gets me in a place where I feel like my mind is active, but also um, I'm not distracted, especially if I have to write, I'm not distracted by words um, in the music. So um, I, I don't know, I think that this is just like a very, very in the moment for me. I think it's definitely a mood. Have you been listening to more, like, elect- is it, would you consider it as electronica? No. Is it electronica? Yeah. Have you been yeah. Um, you know, I really go back and forth. At the beginning of, like, pandemic times, I was listening to a lot more, but I, like, really leaned on, um, you know, El Minus and, like, just sort of, like, glitchy, bleepy electronic sounds. It was really speaking to me at that time. Um, which was new because I had been sort of like coming out in the last year of like a really sad period of my life where I needed like sort of like big, happy, like loud bass, like dancey songs and like this uh, sort of going back to um, quieter, uh, more chill electronic sounds was like sort of like a homecoming for me. And so like I have been listening a little bit more to that. Um, and it's sort of like been all over the place, but, um, but yeah, I, I, am, I, I am like sort of like coming a little bit back home to that. So it's been really nice. And I, I like this guy's work a lot. Awesome. 
what's your last song? Yeah, so this one is a kind of exciting one. Um, unexpected, but I'm feeling it. This is um, a um, cover, I guess you would say, of Jolene, and it's by Becky G and Cheeky. probably a like we both share like a deep passionate love for Jolene the original um by the queen Dolly Parton (laughs) it's just an incredible song and so I saw this pop up and I was like oh man this could either be like really good or like really bad you know it's like it's it's a bold thing to take on a song like that that was again like you know the original wasn't broken right so what are you trying to do with it but I think they really succeeded in bringing us the cumbia Jolene that we, we never knew we needed you know Yes, I didn't know that I needed a cumbia Jolene, but before, like, but before this moment, I had no idea that that's what I needed. Pero now <laughs> that I see it, now that I heard it, I'm like, why has this never mm-hmm. happened before? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's possible it has, and we just don't know. But I sent this to you, and I think you were like in a meeting, and so you couldn't listen to it. <laughs> well, right, I was, just, I was like waiting, in a meeting, and I was like still texting you. Being I know. Like, oh my god, I, I cannot wait to listen to I this. I know. And Becky G, man, I mean, who knew? Who knew? Chiki's I wasn't familiar with, but she's actually the daughter of Jenny Rivera, who's like a pretty well-known Mexican-American singer um so this is her this is her daughter and um jenny vera died like tragically in a car crash in 2012 in one of those like small plane car crashes on the way to a gig kind of situation so she feels like that there's a lot of those stories which is sad maybe just because if you travel a lot as a touring artist it's like you're more likely i don't know but um but yeah so this is her daughter um so it really brings kind of couple two different like you know music powerhouses together um very different ones yeah <laughs> very different ones um and yeah they did an incredible job I mean very. I I don't think that they match her vocals because I just think that's like the bar is really really high but they bring um right they bring the cumbia sound and it works really really well it works so well it works so well I think that like 
sort of like goombified country hits are like the move. Mm. More more goombia country covers, yeah. please. Yeah. Is what this has made me decide. Yeah. It's good. I mean, co- yeah, country music definitely has, there's definitely parallels to country music and other and genres in Latin America, you know, like there's just a lot. I mean, I could even see like banda and country having things in common. So, um, but yeah, this is, this is beautiful. I don't, I'm, I remember, I think I heard Jolene in college and it's like, I'm not a huge Dolly Parton fan generally. Like I don't know much about her whole, like, you know, mm. catalog, but this song is just fucking incredible. So I am a huge Dolly Parton fan. Mm-hmm. I saw her live a couple of summers ago and cried several times. Wow, um, look at you, team she's feelings. <laughs> incredible. Oh my God. Yes, Dolly gave me so many feelings. I was like, for, when I went, I was like, who the fuck goes to a Dolly Parton show in New York City? Like, I was very curious. And the answer to that is gays <laughs> is who <laughs> yeah she has a big she has a big queer following i mean she's so campy in so many ways right like it's like she has she has a lot of like drag queen essence to her you know yeah she has yeah, a show on sure. netflix and have you watched her netflix show what no. yeah it's like a weird like reality show i've never watched it I've never watched it, but I saw it advertised to me. I think it's a little bit in like the queer eye, like like you going and like helping people thing. But I'm I'm actually speaking out of my ass. I don't know. I haven't watched it. Yeah, no, I haven't watched it. But I do. I mean, I have a lot of love for Dolly Parton. I have a lot of love for her, like book program. She has like a whole literacy program that she does in Tennessee, which is like incredible. Um, I've been to Dollywood, which is outstanding. Highly recommend. Awesome. Um, she's she's uh, she's like says nice things about sex workers i just like i fucking love her man i love dolly parton so much i encourage you to uh engage her body of work yeah deeper (laughs) deeper than jolene yeah 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 for sure but this song is dope yeah this song is dope and i'm here for mexican jolene yes yeah they did a good job i don't know if these two have collaborated before but hey here we are i'm here for it all right, y'all. Well, that's our episode. We hope you enjoyed some new music. There's lots and lots of stuff out there. So make sure that you're following some of the artists that you love and supporting them by listening to music during this time. And um, we'll be back at you with new content in August. But in the meantime, you know, stay on the feed and we'll be giving you some rerun episodes, some of our favorites in the archive, as well as social media. We'll still be on Instagram and Twitter. So you can keep following us there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And as always, all the information that we mentioned on this episode is going to be in our show notes. So look for all the information for all the songs and all the music there. And, you know, thank you so much for supporting us through our break. We really, really need it every year. It's been a thing that we've started doing the last couple of years, taking a little summer break, and it's been really restorative. So really appreciate you sticking with us throughout all of it yeah. keep doing what you gotta do to take care of yourself and your communities and we will talk to you in a couple months and thank you to every single one of you that bought posters oh, yeah. holy shit it's been so dope to see the orders come in we're gonna send a nice little chunk of cash mm-hmm. to the movement for black lives yeah. y'all are so dope yeah y'all have bought almost all the posters that we 
printed. So thank you so much for supporting us, and we hope that that art looks really dope on your walls. Hasta la próxima, y'all. Sigan luchando. Bye. Si quieren candela, fuego para su oído. Yo no perdono ni tampoco olvido. Mancharon de sangre el uniforme azul marino.